The Money Wellness Podcast presented by the Finance Bar was created to dissect how our thoughts and emotions impact our financial decisions. I am your host, Marsha Barnes, and I'll provide practical prescriptions to improve the health of your finances. We'll discuss everything from incorporating financial wellness into your self-care routine, caring for aging parents, navigating the 50th bridesmaid request, and learning how to tackle financial anxiety with ease. Get ready for a financial checkup. This won't hurt one bit. This episode is sponsored by Smarty Pig, the free high-yield online piggy bank. Smarty Pig is a unique savings account designed to help you save for specific goals. You can set multiple financial goals that may be funded with scheduled recurring contributions from an existing checking or savings account, so you can set it and forget it. Plus, Smarty Pig helps you stay on track with a goal planner, helpful reminders, competitive interest rates, referral bonuses, and more. Smarty Pig was designed to help put you in control of your own goal planning and financial independence by helping you build a save, then spend mentality and being rewarded for doing so. Visit SmartyPig.com to learn more and to start saving today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Money Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Marsha Barnes. Uh, today, we are going to dive into how to really re remain focused with your finances. Uh, this topic popped in my mind because oftentimes we feel that the reason we can't focus on our finances is because of challenges of outside influences with, you know, our family or our friends. But I thought about this for a moment and realized that the truth is no one forces us to do anything when it comes to our money. Financial commitment is to ourselves and it is really for ourselves. Oftentimes the reason why we fall off as it relates to truly being um, focused on our finances is because of our own personal desire to belong, uh, to fit in, uh, peer pressure, the feeling that we must do what everyone else is doing. But something else that I, I want us to think about is I think about family a lot. And oftentimes, if you're like the chosen one in your family and individuals are coming to you for help, there's one part of the story of they may be coming to you because you're always the one that could help. And then there's another part of us that ego jumps in and we like being the check writer for our family because that means that it gives us a certain level of power over our family members. And that's something that I want us to talk about a lot. So the big picture, um, what makes you feel so guilty about saying no or doing things your way based on your needs and your wants in comparison to what other people are doing. So again, we really do what we see the majority do because it feels like the right thing to do. And an analogy of this is just simply is if you're out on the town and you see everyone start to run, the human response is for you to run as well. And the same thing exists in the world of finances. 
you may react with your money and you could not be focused on your money because what you do is what you see everyone else do because you feel like it's the right thing to do. Another example of this is if you have reached a savings goal, so now you're not investing uh, because you just see everyone else around you just saving money in your circle. Another analogy is maybe you shouldn't be investing so heavily over here because you haven't saved up enough money for your emergency fund and investing is still a risk where you could lose money, but you're still doing it. Those are just some very simple examples when it comes to the world of finances, but other examples of that just generally exist where the way that we operate with money, how we spend it, how we use it, we're just simply following the beliefs and ideals and how everyone else is doing it in comparison to how we need to be doing it. So let's talk about how to make space for it when it comes to us so that we are not losing our financial focus. The first thing would be to ask yourself, what makes you stress less and live a bit more light? So when do you feel like you're at your best self financially when you don't feel the stress of it? What does that look like for you? Understanding that saying no now for what you are not financially prepared for allows you to say yes more to yourself later. And in cases where you may run into family members or friends who may be a bit pushy, this is, again, where it's important to for us to remember that the time is up for us to stop talking about trying to make traction for us and being willing to share our truth with family or friends and mostly about where you are financially because simply put, just so they can stop asking. Until people truly know our truth, they will continue to ask. If someone understands that Marsha is working on something as simple as getting better at paying her bills on time or getting better at uh, managing her money and using a budget wisely, then they will know that there's a greater chance that if they're asking me to do things, the answer is going to be no to that. So being honest about where we are with our friends and family members are super important because oftentimes we forget that relationships, family, and friends should be based on being supportive or being supportive cast members to our lives. We forget that a lot. And we shouldn't have feelings that when it comes to them, that we have to hide things for them. They are in our lives, so we don't have to hide things for, from them. That's the purpose of having great family members or having great friends is so that we can be our whole selves and our complete selves around them. So it's okay to share openly what you are dealing with when it comes to your finances, because that just simply helps you focus on it more. And then they become, as I just mentioned, supportive partners on your financial journey. So for this episode, I have quite a few tips. So if you're listening and you can write them down, please do. If you don't, have that available to you, come back and listen to the episode if you so need to. But one thing that's really important is to dedicate and commit to yourself first. Oftentimes our goals and our aspirations are based on others and not ourselves. So being dedicated and committed to yourself and your financial journey is number one. Um, and that's the, the most important one because saying yes to commitment and dedication 
is not signing up for restriction and deprivation. Those are two separate things. Number two, when you are focused on anything, remember that there will always be a distraction. Anticipate that this will happen because it will happen. Recognize that activity will come that will vie for your time or financial resources. There is always something to do and there will always be something that needs your financial resources. Number three is to begin with the end in mind. Know where you want to go first. Write it out and then think through your desires. Where am I at right now, Marcia? What is my income now? It allows me to do what? Write that down. What is the income that I need to make or to earn to sustain some of my needs first and then also some of my wants? What does that look like? Where am I financially? How much money do I have saved? How far do I have to go before I really reach a place where my emergency fund makes me feel comfortable? Do I want to jump into the world of investing? What does that look like for me? Does that look like just having a 401k account? Does that look like purchasing one stock? Every single time that I get paid and why am I investing? Am I investing to build my wealth because I want to retire by a certain time? Am I investing because I want to be able to build wealth to pay for my kids college when it comes time for that? What is the purpose behind what I am doing now? I want to pay off my debt. What debt? What be very specific? Is that a credit card? What credit card is it? Not I just want to be debt free. Not that I want to pay down my debt. What debt? What credit card? What personal loan? What student loan? If you owe a family member or friend, being very specific in our desires is really important because you need to have um, some sort of focal point of what that end looks like for you in comparison to where you are now. It's something I do every single year is to write down one large financial goal and two small financial goals to meet every year. It's just three. It's not like four or five or 10. And what that does for me and how it may help you is that no matter what you see or what you may hear in the media, then you stick to what you need to do for your financial sanity. One to three financial goals. One could be large and two could be small or all three of them could be small. When we think about goals, I want us to remember that if you are someone that you're really starting to just embrace your financial journey or just being financially healthy in general, that could be something as simple as I want to do better at um, understanding how much money I truly earn. I want to do better at checking my mail more often and not being fearful of opening my mail because I know that there may be bills there. I want to do better at when I have to think about my health benefits for the year. I want to really dig in and understand my health better to understand what type of insurance coverages that I may need. It could be as simple as that, or it could be as large as, okay, I've reached my savings goals. I'm at a place where I want to invest more. I want to learn more about the uh, world of investing. It could be whatever it needs to be for whatever stage that you are in financially. But remember, think about the end in mind, but also bump that up against to where you are right now. And then also don't attempt to walk through life without a spending plan or budget. I know that I've been harping on this in every single episode, but I can assure you that when you don't know where your money is going, then it kind of just goes everywhere. 
It's kind of like just freestyling. It does whatever it wants to do. There's no rhyme or rhythm to it. And it's really hard to exist with great financial health when you don't have anything that you're measuring each month when you are receiving money. I said this in a previous episode. The way that great businesses, larger corporations survive is that they are typically operating by a budget. And these are companies that earn billions in revenue each year and they still follow them. So it doesn't matter what type of budget you're using, what spending plan you're using or what you call it, you need to have some method of understanding where your money is going every single month. Don't try to walk through life without it. Another tip is trying your best not to go at this alone. I've said this also is get a friend or someone that you can share openly with. We have a community over here at the Finance Bar where it's for women who are committed on their financial journey. So everyone is on the not the same path, but everyone is working towards the many of the very same things. You can join us there. I'll talk about that more at the end of this episode. And also understanding that our finances are a massive part of our lives. I want you to take a minute and think about something you were able to do that didn't cost you anything at all, anything at all. Sure, connections with friends, sure, connections with family, sure, love. But outside of that, tell me something you are able to do where money is not a factor and understand the importance of prioritizing that. Um, Another one is, but not least, is, I said this before at the top of this, understanding that you are at the center of this. No one forces us to do anything. You are the driving force. So it's really up to you to keep everything in front of you as it relates to your finances. We've heard, depending on when you're listening to this, we've heard that social media impacts this. It could be. I don't know enough about it to know if social media has an impact on how we're spending or not. But what I want us to truly to get better at is that a blame game, because a blame game is sometimes just an excuse for us to not get better. That's truly what it is. It's an excuse for us not to get better. And when you're focused on your finances or when you are attempting to remain focused on your finances, one thing that I want to give you also as homework is to think about something that you spend on yourself every single month that you know that you wouldn't want to give up. What is that thing? I'll use myself for an example. It used to be every single month I would want to buy a new book. Now I don't have to do that anymore because I feel like I have enough and I don't need more. But something else could be, you know, going to the spa once a month, hairdo every month. It could be nails, whatever it is for you. And then total up what that is. If Marshall wants a book, maybe 25, 30 bucks, whatever it costs for my hair, whatever it costs for my nails, whatever it costs for my um, spa, every single month, I know that I'm going to do these three or four things every single month, then that's my playbook. That is my personal playbook to how I want to be able to spend money. And it's something that I desire to do every single month, unless my lifestyle changes financially is something that I am committed to doing for myself. Everything else goes to these other short-term and long-term financial goals that I have for myself and my family. If someone else's needs come 
into play? Did they become secondary? Because now I have to figure that out, however I'm going to jump in. But it's a great way to stay focused on your finances because you are covering yourself first. You are covering your short-term financial needs and long-term financial, uh, your financial goals. You have that firm. But when you don't have that in place and you don't understand what your playbook should be, then it's easy to fall off and not become focused on your finances. So this episode uh, really just focuses on how to remain committed, depending on when you're listening to this, could be in the spring. We all start the vacation in the spring or start to be out in the world. It could be the summertime when you're traveling. This could be around the holidays when you're listening to this. So there are many ways, as I mentioned before, for us to get distracted. And here's just some some simple tips, some practical tips, if you will, on just how to remain focused on your financial journey. So um, I mentioned before, if you are someone that wants a little bit more deep and intimate understanding of the world of finance, our professional experts at the Finance Bar Members Club join us every single month. We talk about every topic that you could possibly think of. If you're someone that you think you could benefit, come join us over at thefinancebar.com backslash join. So until next time, take great care of yourself. Speak with you soon.